everybody, and welcome to Chicago, Illinois. It is episode six of Friendly Fire. Is it episode six? Episode six. Episode six of Friendly Fire, which we're calling the recap. While we've been talking a whole bunch about the agreement and, you know, our feelings as we fall in love, uh, Ben and I wanted to catch you up on a lot of other things that are going on. And we are sitting in the same room. We are in my hotel room early in the morning. I don't know what that means exactly. Uh, but we've consummated our partnership. Yes. So that feels good. We, we almost called it the morning after, but we decided not not to do that. That, that wouldn't be good. And uh, we, we, we've tried a couple of times to get together, but we're at owner camp. Yeah. And owner camp is uh, obviously chock full of activities. So it's, it it's not the easiest to uh, to no. peel away from. No, but what not. are you thinking about your first owner camp? It's been fun. Um, I've been to a ton of conferences, like as you have. Um, probably more than most since at Envision that was my job was to go to conferences. Right. I had no idea what to expect and uh, I, I still think I'm processing it. It's been awesome. Um, but yeah, just seeing these people that run businesses just open up and talk and yeah. it's been cool. The format is really good. I really think the format's good and there's just the little things of like raising your hand with one finger to add on, five fingers to add a new topic, like those kinds of things. Did I get that right? Yeah, yeah. But I think the top... It's been fun. It's been good. Um, and it is. It's like all the intimate experiences you have at other conferences that you're wanting to get to. That's the entire conference. Yeah, and so you've got 30 owners, for those who aren't familiar with the format. You've got 30 owners sitting around a table. Um, it's kind of like a, a bar camp in that everybody's voted on which topics they want to hit. Yeah. Uh, we have breakouts for the topics that weren't quite as popular but had a grouping. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then um, we've got a free skate on the last day where anything that came up that we didn't get to or we want to talk more about. But it's pretty cool. And you got shops from all over the country. you got a shop from the UK. Um, actually, the furthest away we ever had, we had somebody from Norway. Oh, that's awesome. So that, was, that was pretty amazing. I'd like to get to Norway. Yeah, I think it's yeah. been fun, though. I mean, and hearing the different states, like when we were talking yesterday about strategic growth. Um, yeah. And where we're we're in a totally different place than most of the companies here. Yeah. Um, it was it was funny though because like I don't I guess it was intentional unintentionally but since you and Greg run it like you guys are at the front and then yeah. we like Joe and I are next to you guys because people sit together. Um, you try to put companies together so that they can if somebody wants to say something they can check real quick with their partner who's there yeah. hey is it cool if I say this because the last thing you want is that little snip snip happening at the table <laughs> across the table or maybe you do want that maybe you do but it was funny that like the two shops that like publicly had like what buzzsaw years last year yeah. right are and it both put front. new people yeah. in place and it was like please fix it the old regime sitting next to the new regime yeah, and yeah. like it's been fun to like especially the dynamic of Greg and Joe over like yeah. Greg's like oh we did this thing that was successful and he's like I will never see, do that again you see Joe like his sphincter <laughs> tightens up and he's like oh. he's like I thought that worked really I thought that worked um, and, and we're too early in our relationship for that yeah because that'll happen to us too well right? there there were a few topics that you're like this is what I think about that and this is where we're at and I'm like. Yeah, we haven't talked about. There were a few things that came up. I was like, we haven't talked about that. But I like what he said. Like, I, yeah, nothing you said, I wasn't in agreement with, which is good. Well, so there was one thing you said that I was like, okay, I would have said that differently. Yeah, and it was spec work. Oh and, yeah, because it's polarizing. I love it. But what I would have said is what you. So basically, you said, 
for new business that you're not opposed to spec work. Yeah. But then you said, because if there's a company that I want to go after, I want to show them what we can do. Yeah. That's not spec work. That's not spec work. No. Spec work is when somebody says, show me what you can do and I'll tell you to get the work. What you're doing is courting. Courting. So what is that kind of work called? I I don't know. There's another shop though. We we had a shop at uh, Owner Camp in Denver, I think. And they won tons of work. By, by doing the same thing, find a great brand that has a shitty digital presence, yeah. show them what it could be, send it to them, yeah. you know, just enough yeah. so they get excited. And then once you get the contact, you go. And, and they were hitting like three out of ten yeah. that they would contact and one out of ten that they would land. That Like those kind of numbers. And it was pretty big, like Godiva chocolate type yeah. stuff. Well, that's like the whole how retail is set up, right? It's like take it out of the box. Put it on the shelf. Let mm-hmm. me see what it kind of looks like or sounds like. I mean, yeah. it's why Best Buys exist, right? Yeah. It might be the only reason Best Buy is still in business is people want to go see it before they take it home. I'd agree. And I think it's just even things like Barnes & Noble. Yeah. It's like... You want to go feel it. Yeah. Like see what it looks like and just experience it before... There's still that gap that's the tactile, right? If I want to like have a sensory yeah. experience of this thing before it shows up in an Amazon box. What's crazy to me is when you look at say Best Buy and Barnes and Noble and how they're starting to overlap because they're both putting in these big displays for things like the Nook yeah. or the, you know, whatever iPad or whatever. And so they've got, they're getting in competition with each other yeah. because those are the things people want to see before they buy them. Yeah. I'm so going to lay in bed with this thing at night and read it. I want to know what it yeah. feels like, but no, I think it's been fun and we've been at a place where we're recovering. And I think a lot of people, it, it was interesting I mean, I guess I felt like it was rare, the age of engine, uh, like yeah, really rare, yeah. you know. Um, but it's not as rare as I thought because, mm-hmm. like, most of the people here were like ten years, sixteen yeah. years. But then on the other side of that, the, like I was talking to, is it Akshay, Anche, Anche, last night was like, yeah, I, I've appreciated your perspective because everyone here basically hasn't done anything else. Like a lot of these guys were like, I went to like this one place and then we started this and this is what we've been doing. So yeah, they've been caught in the same flavor of business the whole time. Yeah. Which is fun. And I think that's why this is critical for them is it's because they haven't worked in other businesses. They haven't seen other business models and they've kind of discovered their business model. And some of them like intuitively, I think business is kind of an output of like intuitive, nature yeah. type thinking um, well, I pushed this and money came out yeah. I pushed this and money went away I'm yeah. not pushing that again yeah. and it's cool to see some of them things that I learned like you know like management training at different places that they're just like kind of naturally went yeah if I do more of this people are happier and I get more money out of it or like I get more profit if I do it this way or if we build <laughs> monthly I'm healthier um, and then we've had the John Locke story uh, John yeah. Locke's kind of it was interesting because I think you talked about it on Bizcraft. I listened to that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I talked about it on one of the Envision things, and it's interesting to hear more details. I was hoping for that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, John looks very, very relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. looks super relaxed. Except for yesterday when Facebook went down. Um, but did Facebook go down? Yeah. So during his, uh, <laughs> he wasn't there in his breakout, and Joe was like, so. Um, Facebook went down in Zimbabwe. And so um, 
John will be back in a minute. Like, and he, John comes in. I had this vision of him jiggling Ethernet at five <laughs> cables, going, is it back on? Is it back on? Okay, I'll stand here and hold it. Watching, Call somebody. Watching the security cameras, <laughs> server room. No, the third one from the top. Hit reset on that one. Little drones flying around <laughs> with little arms that come out and shake the Cat 5 cables. Well, and it was funny because I was like, did you get Zimbabwe back online? And he's like, that's not what I do. I was like... <laughs> Okay. Cool. Good talk. No, yeah, it's it's cool to have an alumni like John come back in. That that was totally fun. Yeah, but his his money talk was great. Like of how much, like where how healthy they were and what they were doing with that. And people have been blown away by the fact that they were basically found had found money based on the currency thing, currency exchange. Well, yeah. And I mean, and, and they were at the height, yeah, of their success when they decided to pull the plug. Yeah. So, yeah, my favorite. My favorite thing that uh, that anybody said was we were talking about alternative revenue streams, and somebody said, "Yeah, everything I've ever done has been an alternative expense stream." Oh, it was banks. Wasn't yeah, it? banks was what he said. That. Banks from uh, Union. Yeah, so that was. I was like, "Oh, I, that's the first thing I wrote down." The three days I went alternative expense stream. I still don't know if I know what that means, but I love it. Oh, it's a blog found, post. Wait, yeah, yeah. just found an, another way to it's, spend money. Every time that I try to launch a product, it's an alternative expense stream. Every time that I try to launch a new service, it's an alternative expense stream. That was so funny, though. The talk about product of like, should we do product? And it's like everyone wants to, but. I think people are finally getting to the point where they realize how much money it costs and how much time it costs. And, and that it's a lottery. Yeah. And who knows? And it's not It's not about if your idea is useful. No. It's not about... like. It's not even about execution. Yeah. I mean, you can have a beautiful product that's pretty useful. It's about... I mean, it's the whole thing with the app store, man. It's like there's so many apps there that just being found. Like it's a findability. It's, yeah. it's, I think it's so much worse. I mean, look at WhatsApp. That thing is a turd. Yeah. I hate that. I have yeah. to use that thing because I've got family in the UK. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 And so, but for them to sell for how many billions? Strictly because of the audience. It has yeah. nothing to do with that crappy app. We should just call them the crap store. We should put them <laughs> the in the crap, crap. Put them in the crap store. The crap store. I like that. <laughs> and, uh, and let them sell. So I think that just signifies what's possible yeah. if you get traction, you know, and um, get the right people. I actually, you know, JD Grafham, who's a, an alumni of owner camp, he flips apps. So like he finds apps that have a good audience, but a bad user experience will buy them, fix the user experience, uh, try to increase the audience even more. And then he hasn't sold any of them yet, but he's, um, but he's, Cash positive. I mean, he already had an audience of like twenty or thirty thousand users. Because people are there. They're, they're there, but the thing is, it's turd. But there's no alternative to it. It's so, like he's going to get a show on HGTV soon. There you go. Like yeah, yeah. Flip. Like Pulse App yeah. is one that he bought. Oh, nice. Yeah, and that's he's, he's that's cool. That. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's an interesting. Like we always find that way of like, well, we can do this better and get you there, which yeah. is fun. But it's been interesting, and I think that's what like we were talking about talking today is just. We're in a different place because we're in regrowth. We're in, yeah. like, there was a lot of hustle. Um, there was a lot of, yeah, just getting in there and getting things better. And we've talked, like you said, we've talked a lot about the agreement. We've talked a lot about the Ben and Carl love triangle. <laughs> yeah, the, the, love, gonna, the love fest. The love fest. I hate um, you. I love you. I hate you. I. Where are you going? <laughs> Don't come back. Don't go away. Um, and I think... Yeah, the thing that has kind of been missing from this conversation is um, 
what all's been going on while we're working on the agreement because it wasn't yeah. like we've been sitting for three months waiting for these papers to be signed, which we will sign in the next hour, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. We're, gonna, we're, we're signing them this happen. morning. Papers are done. Gabe and Ben have met. We hung out. And uh, and that was fun. And Gabe said he mostly thinks you're okay. Yeah. Which means, you know, from a lawyer. Which is more than I can hope for. Pretty strong. It was good because Gabe and I, it was, I was sitting between you and Gabe. Which well, I thought was hilarious. But we didn't know. Yeah. And he he he, he was... I think he was thinking between Gabe and you sitting next to me because you know you're, we're obviously friends. Gabe yeah. and I are like really tight friends. Yeah, and uh, so it was just it was funny that you guys weren't supposed to talk to each other. And yeah, you're sitting right next and to it's each other. Like we said, so we had some uh, when people were presenting things, like we had some little um, whispers to each other, and I think it was cool to see that we were lined on things and like yeah, you know, like pricing things and some of the other people were like well we do it this way and Gabe and I would both go <laughs> and then he was like oh okay cool I like that you're bothered by that and so yeah I got to meet Gabe got to have a bourbon with him at a freezing Cubs game yeah it was cold at the Cubs game that, that ended sure. in a walk off walk oh. <laughs> that was the you know for somebody who doesn't go to watch a lot of baseball that was so anticlimactic God love the Mets losing that game the way they did but I just wanted somebody just just poke one in the outfield. Let somebody run across the base. Well, and we were we were playing that the home run game, and yeah. there were no home runs. No. Um, and the scoreboard situation out there is weak at best, and so Aww. like you didn't know where the score of the game was. Like we kept going. Yeah, like, no, I, yeah, it was it was <laughs> tough to figure. And it was like over on this right one, but then it yeah. would be an ad when I would every time I'd look at one, <laughs> no, it'd be like you know the hotel of the Chicago Cubs. I'm like, I want to know what the score is so. Actually, you didn't experience. want to know. No. It wasn't a very good game. It wasn't a good game. But we, you know, we got we got to do some Gabe time. We went and hung out and mm-hmm. chat a little bit. But yeah, so we'll sign those. But I think, you know, we we talked about where we are and, like, the, the big place where we are that is, like, we're trying to heal from was me, like, jumping into this producer role. And, yeah. you know, it felt like, and you just, I loved the way you said it yesterday, I think it was yesterday, was... Like when when you went from thirty two mm-hmm. down to three, <clears throat> the producer roles were gone, and so yeah. the people that were left, um, not all the producer roles, like Russell's around, he's yeah, designing, yeah. he can do some coding, but the projects that had come in that were still around were, I need a WordPress site, I need yeah this we, fix. We finally here, here's the seventy five grand for the app that we were talking about. It's yeah. like guys, I'm sorry. Those people are gone. Yeah. Like, I could try to hustle and throw some stuff together, but right now I need to rebuild a business. Yeah. Well, and that's that's part of the challenge, right? So when I look at it, we've got the culture that we envision, mm-hmm. right? Which, which as you know, I, I've said in different venues and, and different places, if you didn't know what venues meant, I thought I would say, and places. So right. I've said it multiple Thank times. Thank you. Yes. That you can't create a culture. You can't, you, all you can do is, Facilitate it and try to get it to a healthy place. But so you've got the, the culture that you envision and the, the needs and realities of the business. And so when you're at the beginning of it, you've got to have the money. Because the only thing that people hate worse than, than a rough culture is not getting paid. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like not getting yeah. paid is not acceptable. Yeah. So we started having some work that wanted to come in and we grabbed a bunch of it. Yeah. Right? And yeah, then we did. you're the only producer, really, at the time. They can do dev work. Yeah. Russell's helping out with design. Lori's doing what she can. We're trying to grow the team. 
but it's it's very much a chicken and egg. It's like, do you get the work before you have the team? Do you get the team before you have the work? And as a result, the culture's not going to be able to form in this vacuum that you want right. of, of rainbows and roses. Instead, it's going to be, hey, we're, we're charging <laughs> down this path, and there are briars, and there are fallen trees, and there may be snakes <laughs> If you want to come with us, we think at the other side there's a lake and we're going to sit out and have a picnic. But right yeah. now, we got to haul ass through these dark woods. And so you're, the, the conversations that we had, and I could hear in your voice, Carl, I want to have this conversation, but I'm on deadline for four things. And I don't even know which deadline's for which thing. Yeah. So I've just got to go. Yeah. So we're, we've been working on getting you out of that. And it feels like yesterday you had a major breakthrough. Oh, yeah. Yesterday was awesome. So we've added some amazing talent. Um, we've had some great people. Uh, and I think even with the people we've added, the recruiting conversation is like what you said. Yeah, like we're, we're and it's not even this, you know, cop out of like startup culture. Like no. we're not funded. So it's not funded startup culture. We want to get through this as fast as we can. In fact, we may be going too fast. We may yeah. need to figure out, should we put a velvet rope out, slow down a little, yeah. Do things more on purpose. Can we afford to? We got healthy financially very quickly. Yeah, yeah. We had two projects, you know, both of which were kind of personal connections. They were our network people. Yeah. And, you know, one of them specifically, uh, when we were going through, I mean, and it's a, it's a big project, we told them, um, you know, I, I told them flat out, I want to use this project to hire my next couple people. And I said, you know, we, we need some great development talent in here. I've got a great network of those people. But I want the cash before I hire them because in a small company, they want to know, like, am I going to be able to get paid, like you said. We talk about creating a culture where people can be the best version of themselves. That is a banner. I mean, that is a vision. That is a yeah. goal. That, that for When you said it the first time, I was like, that embraces so much of things that I could not verbalize. Yeah. But that company can't exist if we're grabbing things and just trying to get to a place of financial health. And I think that's the challenge, right? And yeah. so if somebody comes in and they're used to, I know that was the deadline, but we're going to do this now. Or, yeah, we didn't get that, so we're just going to shift really quick. And, and if it's constantly moving things left and right and jumping forward and jumping back, that becomes the culture they're familiar with. And they become the first wave of growth yeah. so that then when you get that second wave and they're in the more norm of what you were envisioning that first wave kind of struggles because yeah. they they knew Engineworks as the hot potato company right. and then the second wave knows Engine as the on purpose quality respect yeah. you know all of those things yeah. um, so I think it's really important right now for us to find a way to reset and say you know what the line of credit's no longer a danger, yeah. right? We had we had a line of credit of fifty grand. We were about thirty into it, yeah. um, and now we've got more than triple that yeah. in the bank. So, yeah. so we're, we're back at a place, and we've still got a small team. Yeah. So financially, we're not scared, right? Right. And I, I mean, scared was what I was. <laughs> you might not have been. scared. I was going to say scared might not be the word. No, fuck it. I was scared. Yeah, I was. Yeah, because I, I told you my heels are at thirty. Yeah. We're not, we're not going yeah. any further back because it's personally attached yeah. to me. Yeah. And I promised my wife we're not going to be poor again. Right. Like, right. We might yeah. not be rich, but we're not yeah. going to be we're poor. We're not going there. Um, so I think that was one of the interesting parts is, okay, 
now we're here. And, and when I, I purposefully didn't talk to you about it, like some of the ways I was feeling because it wouldn't have been fair to you. Right. You were busting ass to get that finance to the right place. And it wasn't until you told me yesterday, hey, you know what? I think I'm out of all the producer stuff right now. I've got, you know, Lori's picking up the slack here and Caleb is doing great over here. Russell's pulling his weight over here. I think I can step back and start focusing on the new business stuff and, yep. and really where, where your role is amazing, right? Where, where you're super strong. Um, that was when I was like, okay, we can have the reset conversation yeah. and say, okay, based on where we are now, how do we move forward? Yeah. Well, it's, it's like the, yeah, once you get, I mean, we had, we had an emergency situation, right? And it's like, you got to get everyone off the thing, you know, into the lifeboats and then yeah. build better boats. And now it feels like we found land again. Yeah. yeah. I mean? <laughs> that's a good way to put it. We're back on the shore. <laughs> so like that sucked and like, well, we should, you know, we should consider these first three months and like, Put him on a Viking funeral boat and push <laughs> yeah. it out there. And go, like, we're never going to forget that because it was formative. Yeah. And, like, you feel stronger because of it. And yeah. that level of hustle that you know can be done serves as, like, a security blanket to know, like, if things got bad again, I know we could get to a core and hustle. We could all hands on deck this thing, but... But now we're, to, we're on land, right? Yeah. We can build structure... Like we've been seeing structure as we're, we're out. We're gonna Farmville this bitch <laughs> as we're out on sea. I've we're never talking even seen about, that game. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I mean, I've heard that it's about farming. Uh, I've never play it. Farming vills, um, which I heard are don't grow well in deserty soil. But I don't know. See, but that was the thing, right? Is there's casualties and there's people that when we look at the culture, it, it's hard because this was what I talked about. I think I've said it on our podcast. I've been looking at the first ten hires. And the first 10 projects and it felt like we'll have those first that come in that will help us and and we're looking at this is what we feel like the structure of the company right. needs to be but until like now and over the next couple of weeks we haven't even been able to build because we're still we're not to land yet i think we just landed there and we've got to look and go okay yeah ben doesn't need to be doing these things anymore right i mean it's i'm not i'm not good when i'm in a full producer role and I'm trying to do this and like I'm just nobody can do it you know and that's that's a thing that we had to do but it would be ignorant to say yeah no I want to keep being involved in everything and you know we're bringing in people we're bringing in someone that I hope will take over the operations of projects right Right. to where and it was a big it was a big change for me yesterday honestly thinking like no I don't not only like I, I have been thinking I, I want to know the status of all of our projects. Like, as, yeah. as president, I want to know. When you should be able to have a, a dashboard. There's so many yeah. different ways to do it where you just, you can see that. It shouldn't be yeah. a conversation you have to have every day. Well, and the reason, and what I was thinking was like, because I'm thinking about this conversation I'm going to have with him, right? I'm thinking this conversation with Chris, and I'm thinking, um, okay, I want to, you know, CC me on emails. I want to know what's going on. Include me in messages. And then yesterday I was like, no. Like, don't include me in messages. Hmm. Let me, and that, and I've heard it before, and John said it, and then I think um, Adam was the one that said his mentor said, now, near, and far, right? Of like, the team works on now, the directors work on near, and I need to be working on far. And you and I need to be working on far. How are we facilitating culture? We need to be looking at six months and nine months and a year. Well, I I really, we haven't talked about it yet, but I really want to do an engine event. Yeah. Right. Like I, we've got our both have our event stuff. 
got our like, you know twelve year party coming up. Yeah, and so we've got the twelve year party we need to do, and then I want to have an, a yearly event that we do for our industry. Yeah, based on something and figure that out. But that, I can't do that if I'm no. looking at base camp every day and you know. So and I've been, you know, hoarding information that I wanted to share around culture, around process, around things like that because I've been to eight owner camps. Yeah, you know, we, we kicked this thing off talking about owner camp, and I think owner camp has given us a foundation of knowledge yep. from some of the best shops, both things that worked and didn't work, things that are being tried out now. Yeah. That when we have a question, I've got too much content for us to look at. Yeah. And that's what I think our biggest opportunity is, is okay, we know we can make money. Yeah. We know we can attract the right people. Right. I'm confident we can retain the right people. Yeah. Right. But now we have to find the nuggets of joy that we're going to build this company with and stick to it. Yeah. So, so that becomes, yeah, you and me looking at it, moving into the future, dividing and conquering, constantly sharing. Yeah. And, and the 75% thing that was said yesterday, you said open your eyes. So, I mean, that for me, I was told early on, when, when you think somebody can do something you can do, let them do it, but don't watch. Yeah. Because if you watch them, you're going to try to correct them. And as soon as you try to correct them, they're just going to wait on you to do it. Yeah. So, but what did you think when you heard... Well, I, I don't, it's this idea of like, I want to be the one who's holding the excellence bar, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you look at, I've read so much on, you know, Dunbar's number and, um, when I was at, so that, explain that. So yeah. So familiar. Dunbar's number is essentially the scientific study on the number of people that a human being is able Oh, 50, right? 150 people, 150 people is like the number of people in your life that you can maintain some sort of social connection with. Okay. And it, you know, when I, I was an anthropology minor, and so we talked about that a lot of like why tribes were the size they were, and like when tribes would grow beyond a certain size, you'd split. have you'd have issues, and you'd split them off, and it just kind of naturally you figured out that there's this number. But then, like, there are all these people that have said, okay, well, Dunbar's number is how many people you can have social connections with and kind of maintain those relationships, like right. remember their names and like know things about them to have that relationship. But the, the number of, like, Dunbar's management number is what I'll call it. It's like the number of people you're able to manage is significantly smaller. Yeah. Right? I, I it's, think it's around 16. It's 16. Right? Yeah. yeah. And there's what everyone's saying is, like, once you get to 16, you can't manage beyond that. Like, it's right. it's you're, it's diminishing returns. It's beyond diminishing returns. And right. so what was interesting for me was um, I, I feel like I'm good at design. I'm good at development. Um, when I do design... Our clients are always, my clients have always been like, man, that's the reason why I come to you is because the solution you come up with is well formed. Right. It's beautiful. It works well. And Della is really happy with that. And so if I'm like, if I'm the one holding the excellence bar, it's been like, well, how do I do that if, if it's not up to my standards? And so there's, and I don't, and I don't think it's fair to say, oh, just lower my standards. Like, we'll just put out stuff that's not great. And in fairness, there are some businesses that, and some of them are very successful and really nice people that are like, well, our business model is, we'll do whatever it is. Yeah. In this industry, and this isn't part of the sense of entitlement that, that I've lost my shit over again and again, but this is the, I'm going to make a decision on what I can do and feel good. Yeah. So, and that's, that's part of what I was really attracted to with you is this sense of the quality has got to be great because we'd lost that at Engine. We had gotten into this this mode of we're going to create the thing that works yeah. and looks pretty good 
but there's not a cohesive thought around the quality and the experience. And yeah. So anyway. Sorry. So what was crazy about it was, and it's it's been, I, I will say it's been formative because it wasn't the, the statement, because I've heard the statement before. I mean, like, everyone's putting up quotes and saying things that everyone's heard two or three versions of because they're great. They're solid nuggets. But what it made me think was, and I don't know how I got there, but I was like, it's not about the execution of the design. And, and so if someone's able to do it half or 75% of what 75%, I can do, yeah. which is what they said, then it's like, okay, it's good. But what it was, was thinking about when we were talking about sales and we were talking about how to pitch and how to differentiate yourself. We talked about this idea of like, um, Mike from Upstatement. Yep. So he writes briefs and what he does is he writes briefs for the team that are, this is this, this is what's interesting. This project is really healthy, so go nuts. And here's what they're thinking, and the client is this, and this industry. And he writes this brief, and he showed me one last night, that's all the promises. It's all the vision. It's everything that we're doing for the client. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize the execution isn't what's there. It's what the bar is. And I can set the bar and then let other people aim for it. And other people and other people will get there. They'll get to the bar. But the difference isn't holding this bar arbitrarily mm-hmm. that I'm the one holding it and then people come and I measure them once a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's setting this bar, it's setting the excellence bar for us overall and setting it in for a each tangible project. way. In a tangible way. That people saying, know where it is. Yeah, because just saying this isn't good enough. Right. It sounds like a Steve Jobs bullshit yeah. thing. One well, the guy I forgot who said it yesterday, but someone in their book some creative director said that my job is to walk around and create tension. I hate that and, shit. And I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. Like, no, it's not. That's forming That's forming a culture. That's putting in guidelines for a culture that's going to go away. You don't want it to. I think, and I would say, creating tension definitely probably worked for that individual. Sure. But I think creating desire to excel is what you want. You want yeah. people to impress the people they're working with and impress themselves. Once, what they're capable of. And so instead, that's where it switched for me, is I go, okay, yeah. So instead of being the creative director and like saying, bring me your designs, this isn't there yet, bring me your designs, this needs to be better. Instead, it's taking a focused period of time mm-hmm. at the very beginning and saying, here's what the, the picture of success is. Here's what I think the excellence bar is. If we come in and we do this and it's better than this and it answers this goal and it engages users in this way, then let them go do it and let everyone else do it. And that gets to Montero's thing of not selling design. Yeah. Right? Yeah, not, it's You're not providing a solution. Yeah. You're yeah. saying this works. Here's why. You know, and, and everything else is the intangibles, you know, so. And I guess yesterday was the first time where I feel like I fully, if you'd asked me a week or two ago, hey, Ben, what is the excellence bar? Like, define that. You said it a few times. Like, you want to hold the excellence bar. I want to bar. drink so bad right now because you keep talking about getting excellence. to the bar. It's okay. like it's okay. like 8.06 a.m. You want some beef eater? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's def- I get food poisoning with that Ugh. stuff. But I think I think that's where that's where it was. It, was, it changed. That's when I heard it. it. It's like it sent me down this path of saying the excellence bar is setting a goal. It's setting a great yeah. goal for excellence. And when you're just designing because – and that we've already had one project that came through. Mm-hmm that was a small budget. We took it because we needed the cash. Yep. We didn't set any sort of goal. We just said, they said, we need a new website. And it's the danger of, um, it's the danger of a client coming in and saying, I love your work, I love what you do. I'm not going to have any input. Just design me a new website. 
Yeah. Well, we need that input. We need the input. Yeah, <laughs> and we need to we need to gain a level of expertise in yeah. your industry. We need to understand your voice. We need to understand your story. And so the design that came out in the first round was super generic, and it was just like this sucks. Like this isn't good. Yeah. But but the per, the people working on it were great, and the work they would have done were great, and it was because we didn't set anything for them. And so, going back in, working with the same designer on a new project, and saying, "Here's the areas where we can succeed. Here's where their right. tone is. The work's immensely better, you know." And I actually managed the second one like significantly less than I managed the first one. And so it's like yeah. it's not managing; it's letting people succeed where they're successful. Well, that's. I mean that that's where we are right now. We're at this point where we know we're going to be okay. Yeah. We know so much about how to run a business, how to facilitate a culture, how to how to get business. Yeah. We understand I think between the two of us and between the the base of knowledge that we have from the owner camps and other bureau stuff, we really can create this amazing company and now it's on us yeah. to slow down and do it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's going to be one of the fun things. And, and then we've got, um, we agreed we're going to have another session or another trip where yep. we get together, get in an Airbnb and spend two or three days because I think the first phase of our relationship is, is coming to a completion, yep. which is, can we do this? And the answer is yes. Yep. Can we get to an agreement? And the answer is yes. Yes. Now it's Okay. We've got to be on purpose. So, so we're moving from the viability phase, you know, right. can we do this, to the what are we going to do and doing it on purpose. And, and that's pretty yeah. exciting. Yeah. And I think that might, be, that might be a good episode seven is to talk about what we want to do, like what yeah. the on purpose things are. Because our relationship's changed in a good way of where yeah. um, what I'm owning, and it's something that's hard to admit out loud, you know, but... Um, I can't do it on my own. Right. And I, I came out wanting to prove something and wanting to prove that I could run this company. And it, and it came from an honest place. It didn't come from an entitlement or an ego. It just was, I want to create this company mm-hmm. that I want to work at. Yeah. You know, I don't want a boss. I want to wake up in the morning and feel great. I want to sleep yeah. at night. And what I've realized, and it panicked me, you know, a week or two ago, I guess two weeks ago, when you're like, man doesn't change our agreement but I love this I'm excited I want to be here I want to be here yeah and I fully have processed that and I you shit I, yourself I did <laughs> well because I it wasn't I just didn't know what that meant like I was like I don't even know what that means mm-hmm. and we talked about like the titles and I was like I don't know if I want him to have an operational title where he's like in the company yeah and then it just it was it was even before I got here I realized yeah. I love Carl I need Carl around we are this perfect Venn diagram of like, I go one way, you go the other way, but there's this beautiful overlap where we agree on a lot of things. Right. And you say things differently than I do. I say things differently than you do. And I think like, I don't want to do anything else but run this company with you. Right. And like, I think that's different. That's what we're saying. It's the next phase. Whereas before I thought I want autonomy. Let me run the company. Yeah. I still want that. But I don't want to do anything without us having talked about it. I don't want to do anything without us being in line because I think it's only going to be better if we're both cranking on this thing. And, and I I see this, you know, to your point of the the Venn diagram or Zen diagram. Zendesk. Oh, I like Zen. No, 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 they're not sponsoring. Um, <laughs> no, but the idea that 
I mean, you really understand the quality and the process of how to get to great work. And I feel like I really understand people and culture and chemistry. And so to be able to work together on both of those, yeah. right, I think it's just amazing. And one of the things, it's like, and you know, I don't care about titles. Like, Hoy calls himself principal now, and, and Joe is a president. Yeah. And I think principal's cool. I think founder's yeah. cool. I think Carl is cool. Like, yeah. I just say, this is Carl. <laughs> And I'll be much happier, actually, because I don't want the weight of some yeah. definition title bullshit, uh, which I know has a place. And I know it, yeah. it makes sense because clients are comfortable with it and that kind of stuff. I just want to talk to the people and I want to I be the litmus test of, it seems like this is getting a little crispy over here. or yeah. you know, And be able to bring it to you and say, hey, how's it going on that side? Here's what I'm seeing over here. Because if we don't divide and conquer at some logical place yeah. and then come back together... I don't think we're going to achieve as much as we could. No, yeah. And, and that, that to me is where I get excited and where I, where I want to play a role is, you know, I felt like we were so close in the last iteration of Engine um, to getting to this real Nirvana space. And I know that, that that space isn't real. Yeah. I know that it doesn't truly exist. There's always going to be problems because we're flawed creatures and people are going to have home life things and yeah. somebody's dog's going to get hit by a car. <laughs> you know, it's like shit's yeah. just going to happen. Yeah. But, but the opportunity for us to... Uh, to do this and move forward and reset. I think it's just really, really strong. Yeah, I love it. So maybe we should have called the episode The Reset. We could. We could go back and, uh, you know what, we'll call it The Recap Set. The, the reset, reset Cap. Cap. The Reset Cap. I like it. Well, there well, you go. We, were, we did it. We did it. Another one. I love how they always just end. Yeah. Wow. It's like, hopefully, hopefully it'll only be the episodes that in that way. And oh. not our relationship. Oh. I don't think it will. I, I can't <laughs> see that happening. All right, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Later. Sure. Do your normal. Hey, everybody. Mm. I was thinking about that this morning. I need to do something different. Or I need to get a t-shirt that says, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Ed Carl Smith. I liked your idea from uh, last night. Touch any way to resume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was, like, I thought about it last night. I was laying down. I was like, that was a funny one. I liked it. I, mean, I, mean, like, I seriously, I, I mean, want, especially I want that shirt. Because there's the ellipses at the end. Touch yeah. any way to resume. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Just have it straight down. Yeah. That was a good one. There have been a few solid jokes.